Does everybody know what time it is? Time to go to work, you lazy bum. That's right, it's 1995. I'm Grunt Work. We commence to make you Grunt Grunt. Grunt Work will make you Grunt Grunt. Don't try to compare us to another flawed little pod, because this is Grunt Work, the three-time JD Power Award winner, Home Improvement of Home Improvement Podcast. Sorry, <laughs> fuck that up. Uh, wow. You can tell that we've been off for two months uh, a little r- rusty here. We're not going to get our fourth JD Power Award if you, <laughs> if you can't even say the name of the I people know, who are giving the awards I right. Well, I originally wrote it as J.P. Morgan Award, oh, which is clearly not... I, I give that award back, sir. No, thank you. <laughs> I am your host, Landon Extra, Extra Solano, <laughs> joined always by my co-host, Truman Read All About It Caps. Oh. Truman, it's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, too, Landon. After a long-ass break. I know. It's like, I can't even believe my eyes right now seeing you. It's it's been, it feels like it's been so long since I've been in your apartment. And we were talking on the couch that, um, you know, it's been a mid-season break for us. A uh, lot longer for us than our listeners, because yes. our bonus episodes have been going out. Because we're, we're good little podcast hosts who provide. <laughs> for us, it's been just about a month and a half to two months since we've done an episode of Home Improvement. Yeah, I know. You know we did, uh, we did, we went into Muppet Baby Alternate Dimension. We went uh. into Santa Claus. We had our pod therapy episode and took two weeks off. Yeah. And now we're back. It's been... I forgot what the show was for I, a second. I sat down at the table and I tried to eat the microphone because I thought it was food. It, that's how long it's been. And it tasted actually pretty good. Oh, how about that? It's a, it's a shame that these cost like 60 bucks a piece or I would do that more often. It's like, honestly, a lobster would have been cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot uh, has been going on in the interim between our, our mid-season break here. Yeah, absolutely. We have a new patron. I know. Uh, over at our Patreon. Uh, TJ... Which is a uh, very exciting. Yeah, welcome aboard, TJ. We hey, listen. Um, you have some of the best frozen food. I love the pasta. Uh, the, like the the like stuffed ravioli that you have. Uh, your fruit and also you know and also the Hawaiian shirts that the employees there wear. As maybe it, th- those of you who are a little slower on the uptake, this is a bunch of Trader Joe's jokes. Oh, but your parking lots, yeah. TJ, are so small. <laughs> Uh, At least out here, but um, yeah, I don't know. Growing up in Michigan, I think Trader Joe's existed, but I wasn't aware of them until I came out here. I mean, so they might, and especially out in Scotland, they're not going to exist. So, oh, we have to be a little, little explanatory. Trader Joe's is our our uh, grocery store out here. Well, I mean, it's one of it's one One of of dozens of grocery stores. Listen, you know. it's it's great. It's just it's it's just dynamite. Imagine <laughs> imagine really cost effectively priced uh, Indian food frozen that you can then just nuke in the microwave. I, I how how do how I do, do you even begin? Oven. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, in the oven is good if you do the non bread in the oven. Too, I like to throw it in there just a couple minutes before the main yeah. Indian meal is done. Uh, um, I, I just don't own a, a microwave, so I have to do everything the long way. I you know what I always it definitely tastes better when you do it in the oven, but it's just. I, you, you I want don't... food immediately. I know I have to like plan ahead, and it's not fun a lot of times. I never, I, I never really think about food until I'm about to starve, which is why it's no good for me to rely on the oven because it's like, what? I got to wait forty five minutes for this thing just to heat up? No, no, thank you, sir. No, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, news as we're going into the summer months, uh, worth mentioning. 
Um, clearly, we have to keep the window open here. If longtime listeners will know, it becomes a sauna. Yes. Um, and there happens to be a affordable housing act that was passed that has caused a lot of construction going on in our neighborhood. So in the lot next door to Gruntwork Studios, they are constructing an entire building. So if you hear banging or beeping uh, in the background, that's why. Um, yeah. We'll deal with this, uh, you know. We'll put out the fires as they come. Lane, why don't you just tell them the truth? We were actually recording this on an iron girder high above the city on a construction <laughs> site during our lunch break. Yes. We, we took a new job during the interim, during the uh, hiatus. And soon we hope to have uh, uh, Bill and – Bill? Nope. No. <laughs> Rock, Rock and Pete and yeah. Dwayne uh, as guests on the Wait, show. you're getting names wrong and I'm getting names right. Did we did we just Freaky Friday ourselves or something? <laughs> it, it, we did during yes. the time away. You know, maybe you know you you were off partying and having fun with your friends. <laughs> I was dedicating myself to my craft. I was studying up on the names of every character on oh, the show, and I was uh, busy forgetting every single one of them. That's hey, you know what? That's that's good. You forget <laughs> so I can remember. Uh, but go back to our uh, Patreon subscribers. Yes. Uh, now that we are, you know, we, we, we didn't expect the, this, the outpouring that you guys did and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just going to have to maybe, uh, f- just on the fly with these, uh, character actor corners because there wasn't, uh, there wasn't one this week. Yep. Um, spoiler alert. No corners. It was completely <laughs> round like the Capitol Records building. There's a lot next week. So, um, we know we know you guys want to sponsor a segment and we're going to get we're going to get there one way or another just want to let you know work with us while we figure out the kinks here. you you headed off the pass on a million people canceling their subscriptions in a rage because they didn't get their names read before we talk about a character actor oh my goodness but truman Landon. on this show we watch an episode of Home Improvement, and oh, then we shit. talk about it. That's why we watched that show. Yeah, we did that this week. Oh, man. Do you happen to have a, a little synopsis for us? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. And uh, this week, it's sponsored by Tara Lee. Oh, Tara. Tara. Or Tara L. Tara L. Are we not doing last names? Yeah, fuck it, man. I'm not going to edit that out. Tara Lee, I mean, look, <laughs> hey, 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 listen, real, real shit, Patreon subscribers. If you don't want us reading your names out on the show, contact us. And we'll make a point of that. But we're too dumb to just do it on spec. So <laughs> At least consistently. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Which we, kind of negates the whole purpose of I, anonymity. I mean, but really, well, part of but part of the joy of it also is that Grunt Work is a relatively small club. Like, it's not it's like, like, like 300,000 people listen to this show. Oh, well, I forgot maybe. to tell you, I got our new statistics in over the mid-season break. What? We are exactly at 300,000. Oh my god, that's... A, uh, a week. Wow, really? 300,000 yeah. 300, like 300, new listeners or just 300,000 regulars? Just every single week we have 300,000 people listening to us. Wow. So, like, uh, suck it how stuff works. But, but <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist, though, those are actually prisoners who are being forced to listen to our podcast <laughs> as a form of punishment. Uh, to which I would say, uh, hey, prisoners, don't, don't do so many bad things and get forced to, to listen to our show. Oh, I would say, you know what? You got a raw deal. Uh, I'm definitely on your side. You're innocent. Uh, take it up to the warden. No, nope, no, nope, um, no. Nope. The biggest problem in America is there aren't enough people in prisons. We should, in fact, have more people in prison. That's that's Over the, over okay. the break, I went on a Koch Brothers retreat, and now I'm a hardcore Republican. Surprise! That okay. is Truman Cab's care of. Yeah. <laughs> Truman Cab's care of Rush Limbaugh's uh, garage, I guess. Okay, listen, let's... Let's, yes. let's let's back on track. Synopsis back on track. time. Yes, synopsis time. 
When Brad has the opportunity to take on a paper route, Jill is worried that he's taking on too many responsibilities, but Tim is excited for his son to take a step into the professional world. Before long, Brad is worn down and exhausted by school, sports, band, and his route, but with Tim pressuring him to stick with the paper route, he opts to cope by hiring Mark and Randy to do his homework and clean his room for him. When Tim figures out what's going on, Wilson helps him to realize that he doesn't need to push Brad so hard to succeed, and he gives Brad permission to quit the paper route so he can focus on school. Meanwhile, Jill is busy studying for a psychology exam, so Marie starts cooking dinner for the family, much to Tim and the boys' delight. <laughs> it's funny. It, when, when The phrase usually goes much to their chagrin, so I, know. I, I was actually surprised when you said delight. Uh, surprise! That was ah! it. Yeah, I pulled the rug out from under you. Um... <laughs> This is uh, crazy. So we're going to go into uh, newspaper flinging at the screen, crash. Uh, I'm not doing theme songs anymore. You're doing transitions? I'm, I'm doing transitions. Oh, this is great. I love uh, it. This is more on brand for the show, I think. <laughs> exactly. So uh, uh, newspaper smash into, guess that title. Okay. Brought to you by Kirsty Kirsty J. We, she hasn't said if she... Okay. <laughs> All right. We haven't had time to hear from the last segment. This, this is one. ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the okay, here's some options for titles of this this episode. Okay. One, The Book of Job. <laughs> you, the Bible, you heard of it? You, you, you heard of it? Why not? We're uh-huh. going to hell on this okay, show. Okay, that's my favorite title we've come up with yet, so... Seriously? It's, 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 you it's, forgot all the other titles, is not it? Maybe a little bit, but uh, I like... That you, I like wordplay that is letters, uh, letter perfect. Yeah, because it just has a different pronunciation. Like I don't know, I like that one a lot. Good, okay, that that's great. I'm glad I've I've yeah, you know, it's an audience of one. Uh, <laughs> the great paper caper. Ooh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I like wordplay that rhymes. Yeah, okay. Um, it's only a paper route. Like it's only a paper moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, fine. Get some a, word. I guess you don't love all words. That's a C plus. Woof. Wow, your your grading standards have increased over the break it's like a, too. Seventy seven percent. And my last one, extra extra responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about this one yes. is it's uh, hella dumb, <laughs> and I think that's what makes it so good. So uh, any yeah. of those or any of those? I, I would say that's an honor roll report card of uh, of titles. Okay. Um, the only disappointment I have. Is that I really think you with five more minutes you may have hit the actual title of this yeah, episode. Yeah, with uh, with a rolled up newspaper that I was throwing from my bike. <laughs> exactly. It is called the root of all evil. Fuck. <laughs> root spelled R O U T E. That's that's really good. <laughs> it's an A plus. Home improvement. You've been on your game recently with titles. With titles, yeah. Truthfully, I haven't. I can't remember the last few, but but you've been <laughs> on your game. Like I remember being impressed more often than not. Yeah. Ah, okay, that was good. That was good. I didn't yeah. live up to the. I didn't live up to my. You know, to whatever. But I don't uh, know. I think you did. Uh, so just to give you some specs on this, uh, aired January third, nineteen ninety five. We're officially in uh, ninety five. Yep. The, the, the OJ Simpson the trial 90s. is gripping the country. <laughs> I, we should look into when that started because it's definitely in ninety five. I don't. Remember remember when it started though i was i was in eighth grade which would have been maybe the maybe the first part of 95 yeah yeah oh interesting uh and it was written by uh lloyd garver lloyd garver that's not that's a fake name if i ever heard one <laughs> it does kind of sound like that uh, dan Aykroyd character from snl <laughs> fred garvin male prostitute <laughs> exactly. lloyd garver male writer <laughs> uh this is the first episode that he's written for home improvement but the first of many 
So uh, okay. we'll see. We'll see Lloyd Garver's work in the future. How'd you feel about it? I felt good about it, which is why I'm kind of excited to see more from Lloyd Garver, who I also think might have been Chester A. Arthur's vice president or secretary <laughs> of agriculture or something. Uh, yeah, I no, I thought this was a that this was a good episode. I this is I saw parallel par, parallel parallels uh-huh. between the A story and the B story in this episode in a way oh, that I had not before. Like, Jill is super stressed out and overburdened with work, as is Brad. Look it's Brad trying to look that. You know, I'm doing a little victory dance right now, again, for an audience of one. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you, Land. Anything for you. Um, yeah, so I felt like, um, I, you know, it felt like it told a pretty streamlined story. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, the, the my biggest complaint is that is just that that Tim and the boys are all really being dicks about Jill's cooking, which I can yeah, go more little, in depth on. It's a little just yeah. it's just shitty. What? Did, but what do you think of the episode? Like, I'm giving it a resounding. Yeah, it was okay. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I would uh, match your tone on that. Yeah, okay. We're, we're just gonna talk about it up here for the rest of the episode. Now, I hope you guys are liking it. If you're listening to it at double speed, this is gonna be ear splitting. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't like side splitting funny. Yeah. Um, there were some kind of weird confounding moments. Uh, yeah, I remember like, one. I'd forgotten that the show does montages from time to time. Yeah. So that was weird. That was weird. Um, but I really liked the, the interplay between the characters, particularly Tim and, and Brad. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like... Tim Tim had a good head on his shoulders in this episode. Yeah, you know, Tim made Tim made a mis- like Tim was being kind of pig-headed, but then he came around and apologized for it and yeah, he was able made to recognize amends. his mistake and and uh, you know, uh, kind of reverse the, you know, the scales a bit and go back to status quo. I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we're we're grading Tim on the curviest of curves, but <laughs> uh, but it's still a big improvement. I don't know. I feel like there he doesn't even need much of a curve. I feel like it was the perfect like this isn't a problematic problem to begin with. Yeah, just kind of like something that people deal with, and yeah. then he learns and acquiesces and changes. Uh, makes you know, yeah. By the end of it, I, I, so yeah, I, I'm not going to remember this episode. I don't think uh, at the end of <laughs> you know the next season, but uh, you don't remember things that happen in the episodes frequently that's when we're discussing very them twenty minutes later. Uh, and I'm going to rely on you because we have a whole new set for Brad's room that I was analyzing the hell out of. So oh, I have no I see, idea what happened. <laughs> You, you you said to me at one point you have to pay attention to the plot for this and now I I, I thought you were just still taking down notes on that insane montage. Oh okay. no no. Well, no. well look let's uh, let's um, you know let's enact some sort of metaphor relating to digging or cracking or diving and uh, <laughs> and and something this episode. Yeah. What if we got in a rocket ship and we shot out to the stars? Uh, th- that's giving me Muppet Babies flashbacks. Oh, that's right. And I love it. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah. Let's that. Okay. Also, one thing I do want to say. Um, I have never gotten more feedback about this show from people than when we stopped doing the show about the thing that we've done the show about and did Muppet Babies. Like, I got texts from, like, four different people, including people I didn't even know listened to our show anymore, who were like, okay, out of context, that Muppet Babies episode made no sense, but was hilarious. So, really, thank you, and also don't be surprised if just at some point all we talk about is Muppet Babies. Um, all right. Okay, so, so uh, we start with Security Week on Tool Time. Yes, uh, the grunt creep dangling from a monitor up at the top of the yep. s- screen, like, I don't know, like... Uh, uh, like Harold Lloyd hanging from the, the hour hand of the clock on or, the Los Angeles building. Or like uh, Cary Grant dangling off of Mount Rushmore in North by Northwest. Or like uh, the 
characters hanging out of the nose at the end of Spaceballs. Or like, uh, or like you know, uh, Holly McLean and uh, and uh, Hans Gruber dangling out of the Nakatomi Plaza at the end of Die Hard. Spoiler alert: people dangle out of a building in Die Hard. <laughs> or like, uh, who is it? Shirley MacLaine or Bette Midler hanging off of, uh, or and Meryl Streep postcards from the edge. Okay. So are we playing like <laughs> six degrees of hanging out a window now? Six so. degrees of defenestration? Hey, uh, okay, there you go. Uh, uh, well, wow, Hitchcock loved people dangling out of things because he did it in Rear Window, too. Yeah, I, oh, I suppose he did. Yeah, And Vertigo. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, the guy was really into dangling. <laughs> um, anyway, so the question I had for the Grunt Creep here was, is this more of a daredevil move or is this, uh, did he, is he in peril? I don't know. I feel like the Grunt Creep is always kind of in peril. Like, the Grunt Creep is always <laughs> trying to do shit and fucking it up. The Grunt Creep seems to be as accident-prone as Tim is. Oh, so I'm going to say that the Grunt Creep was trying to trying to clown or goof or something up there, and ah, then he fell off and is dangling. He fell out of the monitor. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> he can obviously go between dimensions like that. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and just... It was holding on for dear life. Okay, yeah. well, um, it's security week here on Tool Time, and uh, we get Tim the Secure Man Taylor, followed by Al. Um, I want my blanky Borland. I want my Borland. blanky Borland, and Al's like, you know what? I am secure in my manhood, so you're not affecting me, and Tim goes, you shouldn't be. <laughs> like, we were reminded right away. Like, it was like, oh, man, home improvement. I haven't watched this in a while. <laughs> oh, home improvement. <laughs> Luckily, this is the only problematic moment. Yeah. I mean, outside of the cooking stuff. Yeah, so, well, and then, uh, yeah. I, I completely back up on saying it's the only moment. Yeah, and not even that problematic with the cooking. Just dick moves. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, it's security week. They're talking how to secure your home once you've improved it. They've yep. got... Uh, and they've got a big table lined with different kinds of locks. For for doors, yeah. Doors. You've got your door lock, you've got your security system, you've got your thing. Uh, Let's talk, we electronic talk lock. So yeah, Al is going through, it's like, you you know, you've got your deadbolt lock, you've got your chain lock, you've got your electronic lock, and then and Tim is getting something from one of the table, and Landon and I both go, Goldilocks. <laughs> and Tim surprised us. <laughs> In a way, yeah, I was, uh, this kind of like threw me uh, a bit. I'm like, oh man, you yeah. you got some, you actually wrote a good joke, Tim. Because he comes up and he says, and bagel unlocks. And he's got a bagel piled with like probably six inches of locks. As yes. someone who loves bagels and locks, I was very excited by that joke. It's like, as someone who's starving, uh, I would have uh, eaten that, even though I'm a vegetarian. I, hey man, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna break with your uh, with your uh, situation, no better way than uh, <laughs> the finest of Jewish salmon. Um, so yeah, so that that's that's uh, that's funny. Of course, also of course, Tim would add more power to a bagel and locks by just putting a shitload of locks, on. like just tons and tons. If yeah. I had to price that locks, that's probably seventy dollars worth of locks <laughs> on that bagel, and I'm I'm about it. That's a yeah. big mood that I subscribe to. Um, I guess before we really get too far into the scene, uh, I should use this uh, opportunity to point out the calendar. <laughs> and I, live, I now I remember. Now I, I remember. I live for the eye roll Truman gives me every time I mention Just this thing. Beating me down. It's a it's a new calendar uh, photo. Has it got locks on it? Um, I didn't see any locks. Well, then I don't care. <laughs> But uh, it uh, had a beige border, which is an interesting choice. Landon, you, you've you found the most boring thing in this already kind of boring thing that you note. It's like it's like Inception levels of boredom. Okay, <laughs> but it is a picture thing. of Heidi. Okay. Yeah. Is she wearing a beige, beige kini? <laughs> uh, not unless you count her skin. 
Maybe I do. Is she, is she naked? Is that what you're trying <laughs> no, to say? No, she's not but naked. Now I'm paying attention. You can see skin, and skin's mm. somewhat beige. Color. True. Well, some people's skin is. Some people's. Way to go, Landon. Became a racist her, over the break. Her skin on the calendar. I mean, there's no... Okay, let's just get out of that Folks, place. Landon is colorblind. He doesn't, he doesn't see race. That is not true. He doesn't smell race. <laughs> he doesn't hear race. Uh, I don't go to the races. Yeah. But you do watch the movie A Day at the Races. I do. Marx Brothers. I do. Yeah. Uh, except when Harpo Mark is on the screen. Marx. Uh, Tim goes, forget about lock locks. Let's get into the real cool stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I guess security, this is what it's... It's, it's, it's a, a thin... It is oh very God, Hanging thin. by a thread. Hanging like the <laughs> grunt creep. He asks Heidi, bring it out, please. Uh, that's not what he says, but... Bring it out! <laughs> She has done a very quick wardrobe change into a uh, slinky Bond-esque uh, night evening dress? gowns. Evening gowns. All That's those evening gowns for. that James Bond wears. Very yeah. sequin. Yeah. And she brings it out and like, comes out with a sultry voice. And, uh, and sultry they spy do music playing. Back-to-back, uh, and he does a little finger gun thing, and he's like, thank you. Pew, pew. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I did a great job with that, I think, and I give myself an A. I, I you know what? Yeah, you know what? And I give you an A, too. The, <laughs> the description of, of that is the equivalent of the color beige. <laughs> Well, it was completely inoffensive, and it makes me feel calm. Uh, yes, yeah, he's got a... Now, listen, when Tim wants to do his own take yes. on on home security, my first thought when she's wheeling... Like, she's wheeling out this this uh, uh, cart full of black and kind of, like, angular objects. I'm thinking, like, oh, let me guess. It's full of guns, assuming that it's Tim Allen and not Tim Taylor. But, no, it's all spy equipment and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no guns on the table. Okay, way to go. Well played, well played. Um, but, yeah, so it's got night vision goggles. It's got one of those, like, radar dish things you can use to eavesdrop on people at a distance. Yeah. It looked like it had a, a smattering of Apple Watches, which was interesting. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what you would be using for spy equipment. Well, I guess, like, Dick Tracy watches. Which, oh, would, would probably... I guess it's the precursor to that. Yeah, watch. yeah. That's, yeah, Tim, uh, Tim Cook was a huge uh, Tool Time fan. <laughs> Um, or a huge Dick Tracy I do have a a point later in the episode uh, to bring back up uh, that we've mentioned in the past so there's a a patented foreshadowing for you Um, but uh, Tim has orchestrated another audio joke with Klaus yes uh, as he picks up this radar dish uh, to like tune in to uh, people in France listening to or watching uh, Tool Time. Yeah, and you know they he points it and they're listening to it. And it's like yeah, Tim Taylor. Surprisingly, we are more culturally insensitive than Tool Time is. <laughs> you know, yeah, in a rare instance, we'll be culturally insensitive to a country that is primarily white people. Though, I mean, that, that, listen, after all the shitty things I've said about Italy, can I not take a shot at France? <laughs> Um, well, I, we have no representation here for France, so I, I can't say. Okay, okay, actually, they're pointing the thing at Finland, and it sounds like Schmurdy, 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 Tim Allen, Schmurdy, 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 Al Borland, Schmurdy, Sissy. There you go, see? There. Because all the Finns sound yeah. exactly like that. It's cool, I can say it. Uh, yeah, so, this is a, I, I, it's starting to make me wonder about Klaus, though. Uh, is he Finnish? I, I'm wondering if he exists. Or if he's just what he's uh, he's just like the guy in a beautiful mind. He's 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 Tim's Tyler Durden. <laughs> exactly. Like Tim goes into a fugue state and suddenly has like technical prowess of stuff. I could see that. 
Family or ca- it goes back to my old theory as well that maybe Al is in on the writing process. Oh, okay. And he knows about this, and he's just Al Borland, even more than Richard Carn. Al Borland is a good actor and can sell the his reaction to these jokes, which makes which makes Richard Carn an even better actor because he can play an actor playing exactly. a part convincingly. Yeah. Yes, Alception. <laughs> I love it. Um. So yeah. So they listen to some French people talking yep. about the show, talking about how they don't like Al. And then uh, he, they're showing off night vision goggles, and oh, to God, demonstrate, yeah, this joke was they rough. they they have them shut off the lights in the studio. Well, before that, Tim demonstrates how to do it, and just like uh, Al puts one on, he's like, "Oh yeah, to turn it on, you just flick this, and it magnifies it two thousand times." And like, it's not even an accident joke. He's doing it to harm his coworker. <laughs> True. Yeah, and Al's like, "Ah!" and he pulls it off, and then he can't see anything. Yeah. And then, um... Insurance issues is all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, well, you know... Tim I mean, is actively trying to make this show more expensive. Yes, but, you know, but they make some... Like, so many sadomasochists tune into it to watch him beat up on Al <laughs> that they make the money back. I guess so. Uh, but then they have they have Heidi turn off all the lights, yep. and it goes completely dark on, on set, and Tim is like, oh, wow, looks so great. And then Al's like, I can't see anything. And Tim says, oh, let me just grab your screwdriver here and uh, adjust these. And Al goes, that's not my screwdriver. Now, and here's the thing. A, Tim's wearing night vision goggles that we know work. So Tim is purposefully <laughs> seizing on this advantage yeah. to seize Al's dick. Uh, secondly, I would have, like, just, this is me personally, I would have preferred it, it was like, oh, wait, wait, just... wait. No, never mind. Carpenter DM. Carpenter D- Nice. Nice. Seize the dick. Well, yeah. whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, were you the just saying you didn't like on that jokes? joke was very the, the connect the connective tissue was the shaft of al's <laughs> penis uh also just personally i would have preferred the joke if it had been like oh let me just let me just grab your gigantic maglite flashlight here to uh show some to you know so we can look at the thing and then it's like ah oh, that's not my gigantic maglite because a maglite is much girthier yes than I a screwdriver it. hashtag maglite <laughs> Anyway, from this we go to the opening credits. Yeah, the the weird thing about that joke was that there was no button to it. It was just Al going, "That's not my flashlight," or "That's not my screwdriver." And I was expecting Tim a reaction or something of Tim to like lead us into the transition. There's nothing. It's just that, and it falls awkwardly flat, and just then like his penis. We get a weird white wipe to the theme song. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what we're all kind of hoping for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting to have some notes on the theme song this time after being away from it for so long. I don't. There were no calendars in it. There's nothing to say. <laughs> uh, you have anything on the theme song? No. no. I'm good, man. Uh, okay, well, then we cut to the kitchen where Jill is cooking. Uh, she's cutting up some cucumbers and putting them in a pot and tomatoes, and she's making mm. she's making a sauce, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and Marie comes in. Yes. Ah, Marie. She's like, how do you find time to cook while you're trying to study for exams and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. She bought a five-minute cookbook for the l- lady on the go, etc. <laughs> uh, five-minute, yeah, five-minute cooking for the lady on the go. Yeah. And, and, uh, Marie tastes the spaghetti sauce she's making and does not give it a high review. She says, <laughs> maybe it tastes better if you threw the book in there. Yep. Uh, uh cut I to Tim coming home. Yes. Tim comes in and, uh... He also does not like the, the food. Yes. I'm, but, but says something about, like, I... 
I don't even remember. Like, the, the, this this show is, like, this episode especially is just wall-to-wall jokes about how shitty Jill is at cooking. Yeah. And it would be one thing if Jill was, embraced that. And, yeah. like, she took that as part of her character. But I don't get that sense. No, I, no. I get the sense that she's sacrificing to make food for four boys. And uh, there's no appreciation for yeah, it. Yeah, like, that's really the thing. Like, Jill has gone back to school, so she has added all of these responsibilities. Yeah. Is busting her ass to cook meals for you guys. And all you can say is, like, oh, this is bad. All this yeah. stuff. Like, if you hate it so much, Tim, why don't you cook yeah, meals? Yeah, what is Tim going to do when he gets home from work? Yeah. Like, like, seriously, all he, like, we see him at one point in this episode meticulously cleaning with, like, isopropyl alcohol and Q-tips one of his model cars. And it's like, yeah. oh, wow, Tim, okay, so you got the neighbor's wife is cooking meals for the family at this point. <laughs> you can't step up to the plate? Those right, model yeah. cars can't get a little dusty? Well, and she does hit back a minute uh, by saying, you know, well, I also was going to pick up the five-minute lovemaking book. <laughs> uh, to which Tim responds, well, what are we going to do with the extra three minutes? Again, Tim embracing yeah. his limited <laughs> abilities. Tim, yeah, Tim embraces how bad he is at sex, and, and it just, it would be fun or if Jill simultaneously embraced how bad she was at cooking. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this this, this uh, Joshin and Scatton and Beboppin' is going on, and then Brad comes in with some exciting news. Yep. Uh, some neighborhood kid got fired from his paper route, yep. and now there's a job opening that Brad could potentially take. Uh, I have to, to put up a point of order here. Yeah. Um, put it's put a, points a, on the board. It's not a question. It's, it's a statement, and you can respond to it if you want. Brad's hair is unacceptable. Is it unacceptable? I think it's unacceptable. I I guess I found it somewhat acceptable because it didn't stand out to me in a bad way. It is, uh, it's long. It's, you know, he's certainly not cutting it. It's not even mullet-ish anymore. I feel like that's a step in the right direction. It's a step away from mullets. (laughs) I I was not a fan of, I'm just, I, someone who has attempted to grow his hair out even very recently. Yeah. Took the get a haircut hippie approach that you had mentioned uh, a few episodes ago. Probably so. I'm feeling that more with Mark right now. There's a shot of Mark from behind where it's like, who's this little girl sitting in their house? Not that it's wrong for a guy to have long hair. No, not at all. Just it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a lot for Mark to ha- to have that long hair. <laughs> to be honest, they all have kind of long, raggedy hair at this yeah. point. But, uh, well, I shouldn't say raggedy. In fact... It's the opposite of raggedy. It's a little too voluptuous for me. It's, it's, it's voluptuous. There's way too much volume to it. It's yeah. bouncing around like they're Andy McDowell. Uh, it's it's a little it's a little much. In, in a shampoo commercial. You yeah, mean? exactly. Yeah. I, okay. That's uh, that's an on brand '90s reference. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't bugging me that much, but I will. But I might just be I might just be like uh, used to it at this point. It doesn't yeah, it even be. doesn't even get to me. It just seems like it grew a lot during the uh, the holiday break that they had. Yeah, or the holiday break that we. Had. Or the holiday. Like, yeah, exactly. We weren't watching the show. Their hair grew in real time. <laughs> um, but going back to this, so uh, there's a job opening. He can get seventy five dollars a week. Seventy five big ones. At the sound of this, Tim is like, "Oh yeah, do it, man." Yeah. Again, verbatim lines from the oh, show. Oh yeah. He bursts through a wall, starts <laughs> pouring his own blood into into uh, glasses. Uh, Jill is hesitant. She wants to pump the brakes on it. She's like, "You've got." You know, you've got school, you've got yeah. band, you've got sports, you've got a girlfriend. If you've got time for all this, you'll have to get up super, you have to get up at 5 a.m. every day when it's Which cold. all great points. Yeah. 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 I mean, God, I wouldn't want to get up and ride my bike around in the snow in Michigan at 5 a.m. <laughs> I wouldn't, I didn't want to get up at 5 a.m. ever, period. I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. now. I don't either. I yeah. sometimes can't avoid it, but. That being said, 75 bucks a week for a kid in 1995 dollars, that's 
pretty dope. That like, is pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna ask money. that. Yeah, like, I, I'm trying to remember when I got my first job, and I don't even remember. I think I got seven fifty an hour. Yeah, working at a, a gag store. A gag. <laughs> like, well, hold on, not like not like an S and M store, yeah. but like at sixteen, it was like a, a Halloween store that turned into like a Spencer's gifts type of place. Ah, uh, that was the ultimate gag. It would turn into a different type of store. <laughs> um, yeah, but so anyway, he's you know. But he's he's totally game to do it, and Tim is encouraging him, saying, "Oh, getting up early and going to work puts yeah. hair on your chest." That's exactly. why you don't see many newspaper girls. Important to emphasize that Tim is suggesting that this, you know, taking your first job makes you a man. Yeah, yeah, because that becomes a, a big part of Brad's dilemma later on. Yeah, and Jill, you know, they both plead with Jill, and Brad promises, like, oh, "I'll keep my room clean and I'll keep up on all my homework, and it'll be fine. It'll be great." And Jill says, "Okay, but the second you start slipping, you're gotta yeah. stop doing that job." What? Has Brad ever given us any indication that he's going to do any of that anyway? It's not like he's starting from the most trustworthy of places. Yeah, Brad's not a great student as is. I don't see how adding more to his plate is going to make him better. (laughs) Agreed. Um, Anyway, but, you know, with that... Uh, we, we get a newspaper transition to the living room the screen, yep. where Jill is studying, and Marie comes in. She's made some lasagna. Yeah, and Jill is uh, Jill is super thankful, and, yeah. and, and Marie just says, oh, well, just give me a discount when you become a therapist. <laughs> and Jill says, oh, sure, three neuroses for the price of one. And she says, well, what should I do about the other 27? <laughs> and, you know, I gotta say... Mar- I like. I want to know more about Marie's marriage to Joe. I, I have like... a note here. I, in fact, I have a theory. Yeah, uh, this is my Marie theory. Yeah, I think Joe's left her. That that's a good theory. I don't, and I don't think the Taylors know about it. That's a really good theory because I... she mentions Joe in this episode, like something you know. That she that... kind of shoehorns it in. Uh, whore? Did I say whore? Yeah, she, she's a shoe whore. She <laughs> lo- That's that's what you call. That's you know. There's a shoe caddy which holds like. 20 shoes, and there's a shoe horror that holds, like, thousands and thousands of shoes, and it's really dirty yeah. and nasty, and you have to pay to use it. <laughs> um, but she does, like, later in the episode, uh, make a point of mentioning Joe in a scenario of um, Brad throwing a newspaper and it opening uh, Joe opening the door and getting smacked in the face with it, yeah. where it felt a little like that was a weird mention of Joe just so that we remember that you have a husband. It's like it's like all I had to do was was open the door and, and at the right time and the paper flew right in and hit Joe in the face and it saved me the effort of having to do it myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that 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 might be a a thing. It definitely seems like, yeah, she, something's going on. I'm not. I'm not saying that like having mental health issues means your whole life is falling apart. No, it's of just, course not. She. It's like it seems like she taught. Like she seems to have an awful lot of mental health issues for someone with no kids and a quote unquote happy marriage. <laughs> well, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's you know if he hasn't left her, then clearly. I don't think she's as happy with the marriage and him being on the road as much as she lets on. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so she's super happy about getting this lasagna. Yeah. And then Tim comes in and is like, oh, no, oh, it smells yeah. so good. What is this? Oh, wow. Oh, she brought us lasagna. And Tim goes, oh, wow, looks like lasagna. Oops, it smells like lasagna. Sticks his big fucking sausagey fingers into the <laughs> thing of food, pulls a piece out and eats it. Tastes like lasagna. Wow. Like, <laughs> and some other dunk uh-huh. on Jill for being bad at cooking. Yeah. And for, I don't I don't have any other notes for this no, scene. No, because, uh, then, because then the drugs kick in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was going to say, I couldn't remember. Sometimes the transitions come from the scene that's about to come. Yeah. So that's why I have this clock transition here. I'm like, but what, what happened in that scene that had a clock in it? Nothing. It's the next scene, which gets weird, folks. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we can cut to a clock showing like 5 a.m. Yep. A moon. Cut. To, yeah, and cut to a weird musical cue that it comes out of nowhere. Like it's it, it's not something. It's a pop song. Yeah. You go dip 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 do get a job do 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 do. I don't want to pay residuals on that. <laughs> um. But like to so if you could just imagine you are sitting here watching Tim with his sausage fingers eating sausage lasagna in his mouth, and then all of a sudden you get a weird clock, and then a claymation sun comes into the frame with a face, with a face, and a claymation moon comes in, and then you hear dip, 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 and you're like, and what the fuck is happening? And the, all of a sudden, and the claymation moon is going dip, 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 <laughs> and then the sun is like, get a job. <laughs> it, I, yeah, I was again. This isn't the first weird thing we've seen on this show. Right. This isn't even the 50th weird thing we've seen on this show. Every time I see a weird thing on this show, yeah. it's like the first time. Like, <laughs> like a virgin. Because it comes out of nowhere. There is no no context or, or pretext to it at yeah. all. And, yeah, so the sun and the moon are singing to to uh, old, old Brad as he is like... We, we get a montage of him uh, having to get up uh, for his job at 5 a.m. every yeah. day. And, and day one, it goes well. Yeah, it goes, goes capering down the stairs and out yeah. the door, and there's the papers waiting for yeah. him. And... and this is the first time we get to see the Brad, a new location that Brad, we get to see Brad's room. We yes. don't get a good look at it yet, but uh, this was my note where like, oh, we got a new location. I got Ooh. very excited that I get to take some notes in a minute. My set design uh, sense is tingling. <laughs> and so over the course of several days, like he's getting less and less jazzed about getting up and going downstairs. Eventually... Well, you know, his alarm is going off. He takes his pillow and puts it over the alarm clock and then rolls over. Typical thing to do. You know, just put a pillow over your alarm clock. It's not like there's a button on there that does that that job. Uh, and then, oh no, it's five. It's a, I've always had the same thought about people who smash their clock. Yeah. Like, I get, the only time it's worked for me is in Groundhog Day, where it's like, yeah. after, you know, a millennia of waking up to that clock... Knowing that it's your demise, uh, you know, smashing it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, people getting just viscerally angry at their alarm clock and throwing away. Like, the fucking alarm clock is doing its job, man. Don't <laughs> yeah. kill the messenger. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, then he, um, you know, so in the last one, he is so late for his route that he basically comes running downstairs in, I guess, his nightgown or his slipcover or whatever. <laughs> I, it it's it's a, uh, I don't know if you had to wear these in the Pacific Northwest, but uh, it's kind of, it's long underwear, but it's just a, it's like a thermal shirt mm-hmm. um, that isn't, you know, doesn't, it's not long johns, it doesn't like, it's not, you don't have the legs that go with it, so oh, it's just I a see. long thermal shirt. Uh, it was a very, it was a very fetching uh, uh, pre Labor Day dress, but he uh, yeah goes. It was close to like a Scrooge uh, nightgown though. Like he just was missing the the, the, kind the, of... the cap and the candle exactly. and like you that boy. What day is it today? <laughs> Paper route day. Uh, and he goes yeah he goes running out the uh, goes running out the the door into the snow and then a second later comes back in to put on pants I guess and. Yeah, and, and that's the end of the montage. Montage over. The sun and moon uh, go back into space to terrorize the stars. <laughs> uh, and we get uh, okay. This is where we go to Brad's room for the the. He's exhausted at this point. Yeah, he's, he's, he's face planted onto his homework, sitting there trying to do uh, at his desk, trying to do the homework. And this is where Mark and Randy arrive. Yeah. Do I do I talk about the room first or should uh, sure? I? Yeah, since you are pulling a sun right now and yawning. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> That's all right. I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put a pillow over you and uh, go back to sleep. Oh, please do. Um, so it's a pretty basic Becky room for Brad. Uh, lots of sports stuff. Uh, that you would expect. He's got a couple trophies, so good we know him. he's he's good good at the things. Or we know he participated. <laughs> Because you know those millennials. I, no participations. You either get a pin or you get maybe a medal. 
you only get trophies if you win something. I look when the one year I played soccer when I was like five, which was probably 1993. I everyone on the team got a little trophy for having okay. played. Well, look at you and your your highfalutin rich soccer league at five years old. Uh, yeah, and 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 as a result, it's made me totally entitled and expecting things for everyone. That's that's why I am such a left winger. It's because I got that soccer trophy. Um. But this used to be Mark's room, so I have some questions about what is Brad's and what's Mark's. I mean, clearly, I think the things are Mark's, but there is these uh, Buck and Bronco wallpaper that feels more Mark than it does Brad. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You know, they probably haven't gotten around to ripping down the wallpaper yet. So most of this, you know, he's got some CDs, some things that were interesting for, you know, kind of 90s decor. The one thing that I really honed in on were the band posters. Yeah. Uh, He has a... Big one of Trent Reznor's face from Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor? Yeah. And right below it is one of uh, Smashing Pumpkin's Siamese Dream. Wow. Okay, that's on brand. That I mean, I, I don't know if that's on brand for Brad. That's but on brand for Mark in a couple of years. Between those two, like, that makes sense. On the opposite wall, next to his bookcase, is a big one of R.E.M., <laughs> which, in retrospect, in hindsight, like, those bands don't really go together. I was like, it, it was like the, the set designer or the or the prop master or whatever was like, okay, what are things <laughs> that kids today like? What are the kids into? This was my initial thought, you know, th- what you just described was th- exactly that. Then it took me two seconds to remember back to Michigan and Detroit in 1995. Yeah. And there is a radio station, my favorite radio station of the time, called 89X, Detroit's Alternative Rock Station. Yeah. And at the time, they were playing uh, things like Losing My Religion by R.E.M. right next to Closer by Nine Inch Nails. So whether it was intentional or not, the fact that all of those are on the same wall would have been on the same Detroit rock station at the same time. And uh, I like that that detail. I don't know if it's accurate or not to what their intentions were. Probably not what their intention was. I think that's (laughs) what we call a happy coincidence. Uh, But it it checks out. Yeah. It does. I mean, well, I I actually don't know that it does. You could have made that whole thing up about that radio station. Uh, Holly in the morning. In the... In this, uh, so into this, into this very well dressed and very accurate and uh, <laughs> and uh, detailed room, yeah. walk Randy and Mark. They find Brad face down on his homework, and they want to play football with him. But he explains, "No, I'm I'm stuck. I'm going to be up all night trying to finish this paper on the Franco-Prussian War." Um, <laughs> Which is pretty heady stuff for uh, I know for someone. Like, what middle school? I'm not sure. I can tell you what the Franco-Prussian War was about, <laughs> and and truthfully, neither neither can he because uh, they ask him. You know, he said, well, "What have you got so far?" The, and he, the the dispute over uh, Fresca uh-uh. on the set of James Franco's movie about Prussia. <laughs> uh that's i i wish i could yes and that but i can't it's just too funny uh but he said you yeah tell by your raucous laughter well you know what man it's 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 too hot to laugh <laughs> uh but he he says to him um they say oh, what have you got so far and he says the franco-prussian war was <laughs> and that's it and he said i just copied that out of the dictionary uh yeah. Oh, this wasn't the time where uh, Randy reads it and says the Franco-Prussian War was uh, the equivalent of one times four times six. No, that's that's, that's late, later. That, that's okay. in a subsequent scene. But Sorry, it's, it's, spoiler it's alert, guys. Ah, joke spoiler. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he can't play. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how um, you know 
he says like this job's gonna kill me and mark gets in there with a randy-esque randy-esque uh, jab and says if it does can i have my room back <laughs> i'd like mark piping up a little bit more yeah yeah this is a better mark like yeah. mark is aged up enough that he can actually kind of swing swing some Swing for the fences, swing for the punches, <laughs> Sw- swing back some glasses of punch. Uh, I did actually take a, a plot note here. Oh. Tim comes in. That's good for you. Yes, Tim does come in. <laughs> and he has uh, permaplax his first check. Uh-huh, yes. And Brad is like, okay, well then how am I going to cash it? And and uh, Tim goes, that is a good question. And then you <laughs> see him, first he tries to peel it off, then he tries to gnaw it off with his teeth. That doesn't work either. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, at this point, uh, Randy and Mark have left, and Brad confesses to his dad that he says, you know, Dad, I think I might might have to quit this job. It's just so much work. And Tim basically goes, no, 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 you can't quit. No, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard, but that's, like he said, like Brad says at one point, like, I'm exhausted. Every bone in my body aches. I can't see straight. And Tim goes, aha, welcome to the working world. And, like, <laughs> t- Tim is very much in true Tim fashion, yeah. building up this notion of, like, oh, yeah, being unhappy is manly. And, like, right, bad exactly. things are part of, are, like, part of being a man, and you just need to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a question I have for you, you know. I will answer it. It is a – it's a thing on home improvement and something we haven't exactly been doing. We've mentioned it in the past a couple of times, but I feel like if we count the grunts, we maybe need to count or at least comment on the specific sweaters that Tim wears yeah. from, from people. Yeah, uh, and this has been even uh, suggested to us by Cheyenne, one of our, our patrons. So um, he's wearing a, a Mary Grove Mm. t-shirt uh sweatshirt in this scene which is a uh independent catholic college in detroit michigan yeah um again these are things that these places just donate to the show they give to tim to wear to represent uh, the detroit area mm-hmm. uh i know he's wore kelvin college eastern michigan western, western. michigan central i think he's even worn um the 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 tv station uh wxyz he's oh yeah, worn. yeah. so uh, he's just repping everything yeah i'm gonna try to make a note of commenting on that uh moving forward so good go for this it this is the i guess sweater count <laughs> the, yeah halfway through sweater it's corner accurate. yeah that, that's that's <laughs> sweatshirt like corner it. sweatshirt corner yeah. there you go we yeah. got it on the, th- the third time's the charm third sweater's <laughs> the charm uh so yeah so tim basically guilt trips him into sticking with the job yeah um presently randy and mark return well yeah they, they come back in a little later yeah and... we cut to a it's a i, I there, this is a scene transition i mm-hmm. didn't write what this transition was but uh yeah randy is now helping brad with his homework well yeah well it's it, no i mean brad is brad is up there he's trying to do it like they tell him it's dinner time and brad's like oh, i'm trying to do my math homework and write my paper at the same time and then randy picks it up and says the franco-prussian war was uh, a battle or like was a conflict in 1870 minus the oh. square root of 133. <laughs> That's a funnier joke. That is a funnier joke. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yes. Um, I can tell by your raucous laughter. <laughs> uh, ugh, dangly parts. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he's he's venting to uh, uh, Randy yeah. and Mark about how uh, and the room we should know there is that the room is very messy. Yeah, now. there's. St- I don't know how he's had time to make that much of a mess. <laughs> I I got the. Sense that this was like a day or two or three or four later. I still don't know how he's had time to make that much of a mess if he's that busy. I don't know how he's just like got time to pull all this shit off the walls, but <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, he's Jack Torrancing all those balls, yeah. <laughs> soccer balls off the wall while he's trying to think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, hey, and what we're seeing here is all work and no play, making yeah. Brad a dull boy. Yeah, and we get the evil part of our title, the root of all evil, uh, in that. Randy recognizes an opportunity, surprise, surprise, yep. to exploit his brother for some money. Yeah. 
So he says, like, you know, well, hey, I can do your homework, and Mark can clean up your room, and Brad doesn't even hesitate to ask, well, how much would you charge? Yeah. <laughs> well, and not I, a go fuck yourself, not a I got this, just no, no. How much would I have to pay you? Well, no, Ran- I mean, Randy raises the point first. It's like, like Brad is like, why would you do that? And uh, and and Randy says, well, brothers do things for each other. And Mark says, no, we don't. And Randy <laughs> says, for money, we do. And then Brad yeah, is like, what but, do I Yeah, know? at that point, Brad doesn't even question him. He's like, okay, yeah, what? Well, how much do you want? Yeah. Uh, and Randy, just off the top of his head, has a very laid out scheme, goes... $10 for an A, $5 for a B, and a handling fee. Yeah. It was a handling fee. So we like, can hand the work to you. Yeah, I got to hand it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, which is smart. Brad. Microtransactions. That's where the future's at. He's got a little square <laughs> cash thing. where you get thing. your money back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Brad apparently agrees to this because we cut to the kitchen where uh, Tim is excited about Marie's new meal. Apparently it's lamb stew that he yeah. pulls out of the the fridge. Yeah, and, and he's like talking about how he... Uh, he, he says something like, can can Marie move in with us? And Jill says, oh, yeah, sure. She can move in as soon as you move out. <laughs> Good to see her getting one back in. Uh, and so, yeah, so then presently Brad comes in, his backpack open. He's running in to grab his saxophone before running back to school for band practice. Yeah. Also worth mentioning that Randy has come down. Uh, he doesn't want any of uh, Jill's food until yeah. he realizes it's Marie's. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. hey, hey, uh, hey, Randy, are you, are you hungry? No, I'm good. It's uh, Marie's food. I'm starving. <laughs> but it's important to have context that Randy's uh, there for this moment that Brad comes in. Because mm-hmm. uh, Brad has uh, gotten his Prussian-Russian, Prussian-Russian, oh boy. The, the Russian-Prussian. <laughs> Franco-Prussian war paper back. Yeah. Uh, it's been graded, and Jill wants to know what, uh, what he got on it. So yeah. he turns his backpack around, says it's the red folder she pulls it out surprised that he got an a yeah every and, and randy goes yes and everyone looks at him and goes can i just be happy for my brother and then he like slips out the door <laughs> yeah beelines it out the door yeah and so brad brad takes off right away tim is saying like oh look what did i tell you like this paper has been great for him he's doing good in school yeah tim 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 etc etc i made the right choice <laughs> truman's getting delirious yeah jill reads the paper uh she's like oh let's see let's see what how he got an a and uh she goes, wait a minute. This sounds exactly like how Randy started his Civil War paper. Because the, the first line in it is like, I, I didn't get it exactly, but it's like, does war bring out the worst in men? Or does war reveal men's true nature? Or something yeah. like that. And I'm just thinking like, Jesus, Randy. That's <laughs> that's a dark view on humanity that you've got. Like, the, you know. Is that any surprise? No, it's not really any surprise. <laughs> it's just, it's 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 pretty intense. It's like, this is like a, a Ken Burns Civil War documentary or something. Like, I, I expect to hear that with like some sad violin music playing in the background and a slow push on a black and white photo of some soldiers around a campfire. Uh, and then Tim comes to the conclusion. He's like, wait a minute. Are you saying that Brad wrote Randy's paper? <laughs> and Jill Jill eventually gets him on the right track and figures yeah. out like as as they always do, they figure out the scheme pretty yeah. quickly. And then uh, not not the least of which is because Mark comes down with Brad's garbage can about to take it outside for him. She's like, Why why are you taking out why are you taking out uh the garbage from uh from Brad's room? And Mark goes, Well, it used to be my room and I guess I just missed it. <laughs> And this, there was actually a really good little wordplay line here. It goes, as Mark has the big garbage can in his hand, goes, Jill goes, Mark, get your can down here. Uh, that was good. And, of course, they, they get the rest of the story out by applying the least amount of pressure to Mark. I mean. And he just spills the beans. They, they play a little more than before. It's just like they're they're saying, like, you know, why, why, are, you taking out, why are you taking out Brad's garbage? And he's, 
taking out his garbage? <laughs> and they ask him some other thing, and he repeats back the, la- la- the, like, the last bit of it to them. And he, I don't know. One thing leads to another, and they're like, well, we pay your allowance, and you're still stonewalling us, which must mean that Brad is paying you more. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. Uh, but yeah, but gradually, uh, Brad or Mark does spill all the beans and tell them, um, yeah, what's going yeah. on. And but Mark mentions that uh, Brad asked them to do this so that he could uh, uh, live up to the challenge of being a real man. Yeah, and as obviously laid down by Tim. Yes, and and Jill turns around to Tim and is like, well. Look, look what you've done. And Tim immediately tries to pin this on Jill and have it be her fault somehow. Yeah, saying, well, you let me say blah, 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 blah whatever. And then we get a, uh, a transition of the fence dropping in. Yep. And uh, Tim and Wilson are, uh, which is, it was a weird transition because there was no interstitial music. No. I don't even feel like there was any sound effects. It was just like a weird... Yeah, it, it was pretty quick. Yeah, and Tim and uh, Wilson are testing out uh, the spy equipment. Yes, and, yeah, Tim's like, wow, man, it's amazing it took him this long to invent something that allows two people to have a conversation at a distance. And Wilson goes, have you heard of the telephone, neighbor? <laughs> this is one of the most... Uh, this transition, or this uh, context, segue is the word I was looking for, uh, is the most contrived point of this uh, uh, episode. Because Tim goes, you know, he kind of, like, switches gears so that he can start talking about his problems. He goes, man, I wish I had one of these so that I could snoop on Brad. Just like, is that the whole reason you wrote spy equipment into this episode? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's so when he sa- tells Wilson at the end, "Thanks for lending an ear." Wilson can hold up the <laughs> thing. It's the same to you, neighbor. Uh, but yeah, so he explains to Wilson what's going on about uh, you know about how Brad you know he's upset that you know that Brad uh, a that Brad did the speed that Brad didn't feel like he could come to him and talk about what was right. going on. And and Wilson says, oh, well, you know, it's tough for a boy to come before his father and expose his fallibility. And Tim goes, oh, I've seen him in the shower before. Now, you were taking a note uh, at this, and you looked away yeah. from the screen, but Wilson gives Tim the weirdest, like, <sighs> that was a weird thing to say. Like, it's it's such a micro that. reaction, but it almost felt like Earl Hinman wasn't expecting that <laughs> line, and it, like sunk in all of a sudden what tim was actually saying uh it really got me that's good that's good i appreciate that (laughs) i i you know i'm glad he did some you know when you've only got the top half of your face you have to act with every piece of it (laughs) um uh, yeah and so then you know tim goes on to explain about you know brad's conversation with him telling him how it was how stressed he was and how he wasn't able to keep up with it and wilson calls him out and says oh sounds like he tried to tell you but you just didn't want to hear what he had to say I'm reminded of a, a quote from a Russian astronaut, blah, blah, blah. I think it was, would technically it was a be garden a... variety astronaut. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, it was Because it would be a cosmonaut. Yes, yeah. very good, very good. A plus, not grading on a curve. <laughs> um, but yeah. I but... know my Prussian history. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so he says, you don't raise heroes, you raise sons. But if you treat them right, they become heroes, even if it's just in your eyes. Aw. Aw. And, and, you know, Tim, Tim... It takes the start. Like, he explains that the whole reason he pushes the boys is because he wants them to be amazing and be the best they can be. I think that quote is out of this world. Oh. I think that that quote is spacey, which is a synonym they use for cool on the Jetsons. <laughs> I think that quote was really good with Christopher Pilner, the God, just tuck that one out of that. Oh, hey, I see what you did there, though. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I think it was out of this world. Did you say that before? Uh, yep. You did? Okay. Well, then then we'll we, take that we out, We have too. returned back to where the rift started, and we, thus the time loop is complete. We have orbited the Earth, <laughs> just like an astronaut. 
So, uh, and it was relatively funny. <laughs> Re- relative to what? You observing what color things are on a calendar? Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> this whole episode's pretty beige. Yeah. <laughs> and not just because of our skin color, which you don't see. Uh, so, anyway, we're inside. We, we cut to inside where Tim is lovingly polishing with a Q tip a model car, and uh, Brad mm-hmm. comes home. And, yes, he does. Yeah. And, well, also, yeah, you know, you're right. I. I Skipping ahead. Okay, perfect. So Brad comes home, and Tim basically reveals to him that he knows what's up. Something about like, oh yeah, I, th- I think I think Mark's almost done with your room. He just has to put a mint on the pillow. And, yeah, which yeah. is a good line. I like that a lot. Yeah. Last time I saw Mark, he was putting a mint on your pillow. Oh yeah. Oh, and then I have another quote that Tim says in a minute here. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, Brad apologizes to Tim for not being honest about what's going on. Yeah, with and his brother. This is a really good turn for Tim. I think yeah. that this is an example of like what I've been wanting Tim. You know, the lessons that I want Tim to learn because yes. that's that's the whole thing. I think season three i'm starting to be able to articulate a little bit more yeah where it's like the anger is faded yeah i think season three was trying to teach the audience lessons where i think they finally figured out that tim's the one that has to learn the lessons yeah and this is a great example of it because he says no i have to apologize a lot Uh, of it's my fault yeah i wasn't listening when you said you didn't want to yeah like that line exactly exemplifies what I want to see Tim learn in an episode. Even yeah. if it, I, I'm okay with him returning to status quo, if he can get to that point at the end of episodes. Yeah. And just, and just say like, no, I made the mistake. I owe you an apology. Yeah. I'm going to help you make it better. Exactly. Exactly. And he, he, you know, goes into an explanation of it that I think was even, you know, icing on the cake. Cause he goes, you know, uh, I really wanted you to have this job. Cause my first job was as a newsboy. Uh, and I took it because it was the first, uh, job I had right after my dad died and I took it because uh, you know it was important to me to show my mom and my family that you know I could step up to the plate that I could take on that responsibility and not just be a goofball like my other brothers yeah um, and then he goes uh, but I was well, fired from it. Well, yeah, well, cause Brad is just talking about how embarrassing it is for him to, to quit, to be, you know, having to quit to his to job. Quit, yeah. And, and Tim goes, Oh, well I, I didn't quit. I got fired. Now here. Now I don't know if you remember, um, there was an episode where we speculated about Tim creating the t-shirt gun. Yes. Like that this might've been the first incident of it because yeah. the t-shirt gun wasn't built until after the episode of tool time in which he premiered yeah. this. It was a bazooka for, I can't remember what it was exactly that he was shooting out of it. Oh but, yeah. I, I re- but it was something. And then yeah. the Antonio Spurs guy and the Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Antonio Spurs is uh, like what like I feel like that's a guy who works at like a discount furniture outlet or a mattress store or he's a car set. Come on down to Antonio Spurs. We got the sharpest deals on on mid-size Kia, Toyota, and Honda, uh, oh you know, CRVs. God. Come see me. San Antonio Spurs. Um hi there. I'm Sam Antonio Spur. <laughs> The but so anyway, he said the reason he got fired is because he more powered a way to and he's as he used to expedite getting the things to them. So he created a, a basically an air gun that shot um, newspapers newspapers out. So not only did Tim Taylor in the episode where he created that bazooka thing to shoot things, he did it as a child. So I think Tim might be the uh, inventor of the the t-shirt gun. You know, I, I like to picture Tim in his sleep just being able to assemble and disassemble a t-shirt cannon like Full Metal Jacket or something. 
There are many t-shirt cannons. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Oh, my God. But he wouldn't have to be on Tool Time. He wouldn't have to be a celebrity. He could have made his millions if he had patented it. Honestly, he probably did make his millions, and then it's just medical bills and uh, lawsuits (laughs) have burned through it, so he has to host the show. That's true. That's true. I don't know if this is true. My grandfather always used to say that uh, he claimed that he was the inventor of um, putting the spare tire on the back of a car, like a Jeep. Uh, I don't is that know. What you invent? Um, I well, I, yeah, I think so. It's an, or is there a difference between an invention and an innovation? I think there is, and I think that might be like putting a spare tire on the back of a car. Like that's not like a breakthrough. <laughs> like where else would you put it on top of the car? Well, in the boot. The boot? Yeah, well, that's the trunk of the car, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. No, not in the trunk. Like on a jeep where you you oh. attach it to the back of the car. Oh, not, so not inside the trunk. He not in invented a cubby. the recessed cubby that you put the spare tire in. No, I'm. He just invented the concept of putting a thing in the part of the car explicitly designed to store things. No, 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 no. I'm like, taking picture, away all of your grandfather's. Picture a jeep. Yeah. On the outside of the car. Yes. There is the tire that goes on the outside of the the. Yeah. Yeah. The, the trunk hood. Yeah. What do you call that thing? The the hood. Well, I mean, the so front it's of the not car. it's not inside the trunk. Yeah, it's, it's on, on the, the outside of the car, like jeeps have it. Yeah, he's In, saying that specifically. The concept of a spare tire that is on the back of the car that is yeah attached to the back of a car. I'm not, and I, you know, it does. It sounds like something that a grandfather would say that has no legitimacy to it. Anyway, we're spending way too much time on this. I, I admit, I, yeah, like I, every okay. Now I need to find a new way to carry my laptop bag so I can claim to have invented that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's something he always used to tell me. I invented uh, using the purse hooks under the bar to hang up my laptop bag on. <laughs> That's me. I invented that. Sorry, haters. <laughs> Oh, we get a fade out and then a fade back into the dining room where um, it's a close up on Randy and Mark as they're watching through the uh, the computer window across the outside into the dining room window as Tim and Brad are counting the money. Yeah. And it's just like almost you could make a gif out of it that just says, soon. Yeah. <laughs> as Randy's just staring him down. Um, yeah, it's all about those Benjamins. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, it turns out that uh, that he's 15 bucks short. Like Tim has volunteered previously to take over the route for the rest of the week. And now he's 15 bucks short because, uh, whoops, looks like in the process of finishing out the route, some windows got broken by a t-shirt cannon firing <laughs> newspapers. And not only that, but uh, you also ran over a cat and got slapped silly by a woman. Yep. An old woman. An old woman. Double, doubly embarrassing for Tim. <laughs> I would imagine uh, it probably involved either an umbrella or uh, a purse getting clonked over his head. Yeah. Well-deserved, <laughs> I'd say. Well-deserved. And then we go to the credits... Which isn't outtakes. They're not bloops. It's just a continuation of the scene. Weird. Yeah. Jill comes home. She's kicked butt at her exams. Um, and Jill is back to cooking. And while she's picking out ingredients out of the, you know, she's, she's, she's like, head I'm, is I'm, buried in the refrigerator. She's like, I'm going to make this kind of steak and this sort of thing, side dish, whatever. And like, got this great new idea. Tim is silently motioning for all the boys. and like, get towards the door. We're going to get out of here before she sees us. Yeah. Uh, presumably to go to Pizza Hut or something. I guess. Yeah. And they all, they all... Go out the door, and, and Jill's like, hey, I'm going to make this. Yeah, so you guys hungry? And then she shuts the door, and they've left. See, this is this would have been a moment that would have retroactively made all of the points better if 
she was doing that knowing that like oh i can finally relax they're out of the house like that would be cool yeah yeah like she was just faking them out with yeah, it. yeah exactly like using it to her own advantage they do this on an episode of fraser where daphne is talking about oh i'm going to make dinner tonight i'm going to do the you know jelly deals and um, this is mrs doubtfire yeah. this isn't this isn't <laughs> daphne at all but she's talking about she's going to make all this like you know, traditional English food, yeah. e.g. disgusting shit. And, you know, Frasier and, and Niles and Marty are all like, ah, no, actually, yeah, we're heading out tonight, Daphne. Okay, bye. And they all leave. And then and then Daphne just watches them leave and smirks and then picks up her phone and, like, calls her friends and says, yeah, come on over. I've got the place to myself. <laughs> now it's Ringo Starr, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you went through a lot of yeah. different uh, regions in that. Yeah. Guys, it's me, Daphne Moon. <laughs> Christopher Walken doing try, Daphne. It was, it, was a ba- it was it was a bad Daphne Moon, as done by Christopher Walken. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, you know what we? It's for- a me, Daphne Moon. <laughs> That's our episode, and I feel I bad. The English Gabagool. I feel bad that uh, we only got one appearance of Richard Karn in this episode. Oh yeah, which made me forget to do. Um, uh, I don't know, hammer smashing the screen and it shatters into uh, a million pieces. Uh, screwdriver, I think. Oh yeah, screwdriver uh, would be better. Pair, pair of pants getting unzipped like Dirk Diggler and Boogie Nights, and, and screwdriver, screwdriver coming out, pointing out. Yeah, they, I am what? a Karn. You... I am a Karn. I am a Karn. I am a Karn. <laughs> I am a big, bright, bearded Karn. And that takes us to Karn Corner, uh, yes. presented this week by our patron Tom Bauer. I hope at least or Tom Tommy B Tom T T Tom Tom Tuberculosis Tom, Tom B um, Tommy Zombie. <laughs> I discovered all bases. Yeah, uh, for anonymity or not. Um, unfortunately, I I didn't get to reach out to Karn uh, fast enough to ask him a question, but I do have some interesting trivia here. Oh, okay. Apparently. His, His dick is the size now, of a maglite. Again, no. this is just going off of an internet website. This yeah. might not be true. But apparently his father was an avid Playboy's reader. Playboy reader. Okay. <laughs> did he read it, Landon, or did he look, just look at the pictures? <laughs> I, I can't speak to that. But uh, he apparently attended the set one day when uh, he, you know, to see the Richard Karn and uh, happened to see Pamela Anderson and uh, immediately recognized her. It's like, oh hey, I've uh, I've seen you before, <laughs> and uh, from then on would uh, bring or maybe one time I don't know I can't speak to this would bring uh, a Playboy for her to sign, and uh, she did. It's kind of a lackluster ending to that story, but uh, there's some uh, there's some weird little weird thing. I don't know how I'd feel like if my dad <laughs> a if my dad was just like open enough like super open about like oh yes that magazine that's known for uh, pictures of naked women where it's pretty much taken for granted that people are jerking off to it yes I read that and talk about it and I'm gonna come to your place yeah. of work and recognize someone from the magazine and <laughs> make her sign my copies of it. Well, okay, so the the thing that I read said specifically that he had been a Playboy reader since the 60s, and I I can't speak to this, but I think that the in the 60s it was more of a distinguished gentleman's magazine that had less stigma to it. I mean, and I don't want to, like, well, yeah, and like, I don't want to, because I don't want to dunk on Playboy. There's yeah. great writing in there. Kurt Vonnegut wrote for Playboy and mm-hmm. Hunter S. Thompson. There's great journalism and interviews. Stephen King. Stephen King. Uh, Jimmy Carter was interviewed for it, in which he said that he had uh, uh, committed adultery in his heart many oh, times. Yeah. Sandra uh, Bullock was in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learned so much about her. I did. Uh, so I'm not trying to, like, take Playboy down a peg. I think no. there's good journalism there. I just also, it's like... I'm just saying, I think it was, people liked it more in the open. 
uh, you know, older generations, Maybe so. there was like a little less stigma about it. Yeah, I guess it's they not... weren't hiding it in the bottom of their file cabinet so that their parents didn't find it. <laughs> true, true. I guess that's a, it. Because it'd be different. If it was like hustler or yeah, something exactly, like that. Exactly. Or um, or I don't know. Or if it was like you know, or if he was bringing his laptop open to RedTube and having her sign it or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, that that's this week's Karn Corner. Uh, it, and it's and it's got a it's got a kind of beaded curtain and adults only out front. <laughs> a little shag it's, it's a smutty. It's a smutty. Uh, yeah, border. the the transition out of this is uh, shag carpet, and as we pull back, it actually is uh, Al's beard. Yeah, um, and that takes us to. <laughs> Oh my god, we are in some weird territory. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go into... Uh, okay, so we pull out of Al's beard and yeah. go uh, across the Tool Time set, <laughs> down Tim's throat, Whoa. to... Grunt uh, count. Okay, I'm sorry, I've got whiplash from envisioning <laughs> this. This is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like transitions yeah. <laughs> and talking in transitions. What gives you bigger whiplash? My theme songs or these transitions? Uh, I definitely like the transitions better. <laughs> I so think I'll the just world leave it at does. that. Yes. Yeah, every, every, the, uh, a grateful nation thanks you exactly. for changing up your thing. Um, okay, the grunt count. I want to guess. Okay, guess. I, I, want, I think it's another zero episode. You are correct, sir. Zero. Boop, 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 boop. Callie horns and whistles, whatever. Um, <laughs> everyone gets a chalupa and and confetti rains from the ceiling. Yeah, that's right. Zero again. We are in a very low grunt count season. Yes. What do you think is the cause of this? I think honestly, I think it's whatever change is making us like this season more than the last one. <laughs> like the the same change that was like. Guys, you gotta ease up the throttle on Tim being Tim. Do you think that uh, that kind of gentrification, for lack of a better term, of Tim's gruntification <laughs> uh, is a intentional attempt to make him more palatable as a like large Stark? You know, heading into uh, the Santa Claus and the other you know Toy Stories coming up. Uh... I like like the, it's it's a grooming sort of deal. Yeah, I, I like the image of opening a Whole Foods in Tim Allen's persona and building a bunch of like uh you know fancy art <laughs> lofts and a farm to table restaurant. All things that Tim Allen would hate having in his personality. Uh, yeah, I, I think I I don't know if it's that so much as just I think the writers or showrunners looking at what season three was maybe feedback they got or just mm. like reviewing the episodes themselves. And I think. Honestly, I think maybe they saw the same things that we were seeing where it's like, wow, Tim isn't likable anymore. Mm -hmm. We need to make him – we need to – like I think this was a creative de decision on their part. I think it had nothing to do with Tim's brand. It had yeah. more to do just like with what what kind of stories do we want to tell? What kind of messages do we want to put out there? Yeah, which is interesting that the grunts would be the collateral damage to that because that was never really offensive to me. Yeah, no, it wasn't to me either, but I think like in trimming the offensive stuff – like I think it was also just ratcheting back on how manly yeah. Tim is. I, I bet you're you're right on the money in that it, it's it has to be a response to like not giving critics such an easy target to go. Oh, that's just a grunting man show. Yeah. If you take the grunts out of it, it becomes something a little bit more. Yeah. Right? It just becomes a man show. <laughs> Starring um, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Well, that's the the grunt count for this week. So. Yeah. Um, we come back out of Tim's throat. Hello? Oh, oh, God, that was jarring. Yeah. Uh, and we fly outside of Tool Time. 
Thank you for these sound effects. I, I know. I have to add something I like that it. it's more of a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, now. I know. Yeah, everyone has a part. <laughs> and we fly from Tim's mouth into the matte painting of Tool Time uh, onto a branch where there's a little bird tweeting. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> Sounds like a computer. Sounds like a Tamagotchi bird. (laughs) You you have to push this button to feed it or it's going to starve to death. Oh, because it is tweet time. Brought to you by... Wait, we got to reverse. Yeah, got to flip that, take it, and reverse it. Grunt Count, sponsored by John Voorhees. Now, I want to guess what the Grunt Count was for this. Okay. I'm going to say it was... And we're back on the branch. Sounds like a Tamaguchi. Uh, <laughs> we... a Tamaguchi? That's that's the it's the super highbrow, high end, uh, like trendy Tamagotchi that all of the that, that all of the all of the Kardashians are using. Oh my that's God. what the girl in eighth grade is saying at the end of every web weblog. <laughs> Tamaguchi. God. It is Tweet Time, brought to you by our old time and pal, Mr. John Smith. Ah, John Smith. Hey, I think we should say to John Smith, congratulations. This is why I I, uh, allowed him to have, uh, allowed him. I I I, I allowed him to take a wife. Yes, I consent. (laughs) I've designated uh, Tweet Time to him for this month uh, because uh, he announced in our mid-season break, he got engaged, so congratulations, sir. Yeah, yeah, th- congratulations, man. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Marriage in Scotland, an yeah. even more beautiful thing. Um, I, I I like also that he waited until our hiatus to do it so he wouldn't, like, step <laughs> on, on our show. I, I like that he didn't use our podcast as a method to uh, ask her to marry her. We would have so much less <laughs> respect is, for him if he did that. I, I know that there are a few other... Has I can't remember if it's ever happened on the on the Flophouse Oh, it's before. happened a yeah, couple times a couple on the Flophouse. I know that it used to happen on How Did This Get Made quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, that, that's something that would... I don't know how I would feel uh, moderating that in, in real time. I don't know how, how you'd feel <laughs> explaining that to your kids down the line. It's like, well, back in the day, back back before the petroleum wars started, there were these things called podcasts. <laughs> anyway, we really want to say uh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, such a happy occasion. So, yeah, um, yeah. Many happy returns. Uh, you know, we haven't, we're not saying invite us. Because, truthfully, <laughs> destination weddings are difficult for both of us, especially when they're on a different continent. But also, I'm yeah. always looking for an excuse to go back to Scotland. I'm always looking for an excuse to boost my ego, so uh, yeah. or my self-esteem. So, yeah. uh, an invitation to uh, a wedding in a different country is, you know... That would be a cool thing. <laughs> Look, I, it's an excuse for me to go and eat some more deep-fried pizza, so oh, uh, yeah. let's do it. I am. I'm. I haven't had deep fried pizza before, so I, I, I'd try some. I, of there's only one place you can get it, and it's Scotland. No, well, uh, I think you could probably make it. Have you been to the Deep South before? I no, actually, I've not been to the Deep. <laughs> they deep okay. fry a lot of things there. You can probably get it in the Deep South, but <laughs> in Scotland, the politics are less difficult. Fair. Um. So, congratulations. We do have a few other tweets I want to cover. Oh real quick. yeah, let's, uh, let's there, cover them. Two from cover uh, them in batter and dip them into some hot oil. <laughs> Two from uh, another patron, uh, Mason Whitlark, ah. who has contacted us on two different occasions for things. One, uh, he gave us some statistics about season three, okay. which I thought were interesting. Um, season three apparently was the highest rated season um, by uh, in the Nielsen 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 ratings. Good lord, the Harry Nielsen ratings. <laughs> Those uh, ratings have got to get up. It got a apparently a two point uh, twenty point four, which I. I 20.4 million? I don't know what that... 
I don't know what those numbers mean. I but think that's I I don't know. I don't know what those numbers mean either, and yeah. I won't guess. Uh, <laughs> so wait, but out of all the seasons of the show total, that was the most popular one. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. apparently season seven and eight did uh, only twelve and eleven really? respectively. Yeah, those are still amazing numbers. If yeah, those are millions by today's standards. Wow. So our least favorite season was the one America liked the most. But you know what? That is just like any sequel that comes out in the theater. It's riding on the success of the thing that came before it. So that means that people love season two so much that they tuned in to season three. And everyone felt like they couldn't miss it. Yeah, and that's probably why they're like, what's the big deal? We gotta check it out. Yeah. They saw season three and were like, eh, and that dwindled from there. And they were like, what's the deal with home improvement? And then they all started watching Seinfeld because it was like, it's relevant. I thought you, you just had to do one theme song, didn't you? Um... That's, oh, and then his other tweet was about our Santa Claus episode. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to balance the scales a little bit. You know, yeah. we, we gotta, if we get some criticism, we gotta, we gotta run with it. Wait, he criticized us? Not in a deep he way. He is canceled. <laughs> um, he, he made a note of uh, us saying, especially at the end, uh, this is not how you get your son back. Yeah. Uh, saying that it uh, was, everything he was doing was fighting to get his son back. Yeah, yeah, it's fighting to get your son back, but, like, I'm talking about it with respect, with respect. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a diversity of opinion here. <laughs> if you're trying to convince the child protective authority, if you're trying to convince a judge within a legal framework that I'm a responsible person, showing up unannounced at the house and kidnapping your child, like... like and, for, trying to, and, and pushing your way in through the door as opposed to asking you if you'd be invited in. Like, that's how you get your son back in the short term, and that's also how you get the cops <laughs> after you in the short term. Uh, but in the long term... Which he does. Yeah, which he does. But I'm talking long game here yeah. of, like, like if he did Look, if he didn't turn out to be Santa Claus, that would not have ended well for him. But see, that's precisely the thing. And actually, we should mention this as well. Um, a two-time guest on our show and all-time fan of the movie Santa Claus. I believe it's her favorite show, uh, favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, she has a, a million tattoos of Santa Claus all over her body. It's yeah. kind of awkward. Um, Sam Wessel yeah. has pointed out, um, remember at the beginning of the episode, we mentioned that there were kids pressed against the window looking at the toys and mm -hmm. stuff. Apparently those were elves and there's a theory going around that was Tim destined or was it planned the whole time that he was supposed to take over the mantle of Santa Claus? You're saying it was an inside job. <laughs> You're saying jet fuel doesn't melt steel Santa Claus. It only fuels uh, backpacks that send elves to bust people out of jail. Okay, now I'm like, now I want to go back and like look at pictures from Dallas in 1963 and see if there's like a bunch of elves <laughs> hanging out around there. I really would. I'd be super into the Santa Claus movies if we find out that these like these nefarious childlike elves that everyone thinks are so naive and like friendly <laughs> and childlike are actually. Uh, the deep state, basically. Yeah. The deep elf state. Yeah. Uh, so that's the apparently a thing. So huh. uh, they don't call her Sam. I love the Santa Claus more than any other movie, and I have tattoos all over my body. It's proving it. Wessel for nothing. They, they don't call me Sam. I write erotic fan fiction about Tim Allen Wessel for, <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> Sam, I hate Doctor Who and love <laughs> Tim Allen Wessel. Oh, so um, I believe, Truman, unless you have anything else to say 
in this long-winded episode. No, although it's this is this is ab- accurately winded. This accurately is, winded. Yes. Yeah, th- yeah. This is about the same amount of wind that we've ever got. Well, I have a little bit of wind left because we got to talk about our Patreon okay. as we go into our outro here. Uh, you know, I'll start it by saying if you enjoyed today's show and want to help us create an even better content, you know this whole rigmarole idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The we are we skip over every time. The big news item here, yes, is that I'm uh, we, we are adding a new tier to our Patreon. Sponsors. Yep, yep. We're crying even more. <laughs> we're adding a, a, a what I'm going to call the pinnacle of uh, perfection. Uh, <laughs> pinnacle of perfection. Honestly, kind of because it's called uh, the Al Pal tier. Yep, for uh, fifteen dollars a month. Count them. 15 smackadoos. <laughs> we, so, um, if, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, I can't remember if I posted this on Facebook, um, we commissioned an art piece uh, from a artist out of Illinois who I absolutely love called VHS Girl. She yeah. does uh, video uh, box art in her kind of own weird, uh, funny, hilarious style. Yes. You can follow her at VHS Girl on Instagram or check out her uh, store on Etsy, which is VHS Girl Shop. Um we have a whole bunch of these that she's donated to us. We're keeping the original commission piece, but she yeah. gave us uh, prints, which are equally great. They are. They're printed on uh, blocks of wood. Yeah. And I, to prove it, I'm going to hold it up to the mic. Knock on wood. <laughs> you know that's quality. Um, super funny. Quality you can hear. I will post. Uh, I will post pictures on uh, Patreon, our Twitter, and Facebook, so you can see what this looks like. You will get... Uh, at, at this tier, you will get this uh, particular piece. While supplies last. <laughs> While supplies last, thank you. Uh, I could reach out, see if she can do more. Maybe we can order some more. But um, what you'll also get from this new tier is uh, every month you will get a new commissioned piece of art uh, from some other artist, indie artist. Cause we or wanna... a nude commissioned piece Ooh. of art. Well, uh... that's No, no, people aren't going to subscribe. <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> You okay. did. You did promise in the past that you would send nude photos. Yes, I didn't specify of who. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if, you know, if if you if you are a fan of Playboy, get ready. Okay, but I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> Every month, a new commissioned piece of artwork from a different artist, uh, or something that we ourselves create. So yeah. it could be something as little as a button, um, a sticker that we create ourselves, or we can reach out because I, you know, I think you do too. Love reaching out to indie artists yeah. to uh, support that community. Yeah. So we'll be trying to reach out to people to commission stuff uh, with all these big o big 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 o's. <laughs> These, these the, big, all these zeros for our Patreon budget now. Um, yeah. We're going to reach out to people, and we really want to start giving out uh, some of that stuff. So yeah. uh, in addition to that, for the Alphal level, you will get a new video feed of our grunt work nights in oh addition boy. to the audio. Um, you so... get to see all of our hand gestures. <laughs> you get to see uh, what we look like. So uh, really, it's a penalty. Yeah. And as we're going into the summer months, you get to see our glistening, sweaty faces as I dab it. I don't know if you noticed. I, I, I have. Oh, I, I've been noticing. You're like you're like the sheriff in a <laughs> in an action movie from the '80s set in the I've, deep south. I've invested, and I think I got this from Frazier uh, watching Niles dust everything. I've invested in handkerchiefs. Uh, it's you're, something you're, my grandfather used a really? lot. Really, and uh, it's you know I. I'm sick of dabbing my face with my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as I'm I sure head sure into my, it, as I'm headlong toward my forties now, I'm like, yeah. I can't be, I can't be wiping my pizza greasy face off <laughs> on my, my, you know, flannel shirts anymore. You can't keep dabbing. That's a young man's game. <laughs> so I've invested in these handkerchiefs and oh. I, you get to, you get to see me dab. That That's great. Well, I've invested in some uh, floss so you can see me floss. <laughs> we are really selling. I <laughs> <video> feet. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, wow, we lost subscribers. In fact, we've gone into it. Somehow we have to pay 15 bucks a month to Patreon now. I don't even know it was possible. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, and just a reminder that uh, for any other Patreon tier, you get access to our Grunt Work Nights episodes where yes. we talk about anything but the TV show Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We go hog wild. <laughs> Sometimes we might even talk about the movie Wild Hogs. <laughs> Except or, another podcast has done that already. Or just hogs. Yes, true. Or just hogs. We haven't yet, but maybe someday. Yeah. Um, and you can always access that at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yes. Uh, if you want to help others find this show, Gruntwork Proper, uh, consider leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. What? I think I've been calling it iTunes, but you technically have... it's the, the podcast app. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Or wherever you listen to your podcast. You yeah. Know, it helps wherever you leave a rating. So yeah. uh, remind them. If they do that, what they get? Well, they'll get a big, extra-large can of Prussian dressing. <laughs> uh, Gross. Uh, I happen to like Russian dressing. I'm, okay. a, Ru- I'm a Reuben man myself. I, I don't like creamy dressings. Yeah. I'm more of a vinaigrette or a, a, a um, some yeah. sort of I mean, I'm not oily an- I'm not Italian. Anti-vinaigrette. Okay, you... You're the one who just said oily Italian. Okay, I just want to like go on the record that I'm not the one engaging in in, in classic classic uh, fair stereotype. I, you know me, I'm Finnish. I just like fish that's been soaked in poison uh, and then had the poison scraped off. Ay ay ay. Um, you can always stop by on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, where you can find us at Grunt Work Pod. And you can find information on today's show, as well as listen to this episode, uh, again, a second time, yeah. uh, on our website. As many times as you want to. <laughs> Which is? www.grantworkpodcast.com. Podcast. Hi, Mark. Grantwork Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Which is www.grantworkpodcast.com. And until next week when we have another episode of Home Improvement for you. I've been Landon Solano. I'm Truman Caps, and remember, the Franco-Prussian War was...